a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is Mana. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mana, a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys that you're going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves to be extraordinary, but it's their humble, holy way of living that is exactly what makes them extra to me, and I'm very excited for you to meet them. Now, uh, one of the cool things uh, about uh, MANA now being in its fourth season, can you believe that, uh, with almost you know over 40 episodes, uh, under our belt is that I am uh, I am literally running out of friends. Okay, and what I mean by that is, you know, we're now at a point in in Mana's history where we get to to meet new guys uh, who I'm also just starting to get to know as well. And uh, and today's guest is a great example of a great guy uh, that we are all uh, going to get to know a little bit better um, over the next few minutes. Um, and while I don't. Uh, yet know as much about today's guest as maybe some others. Um, I will say that he made one of the very best first impressions um, that 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 anybody's made on me. Almost as if he had known me uh, for years. And and here's how here's how it kind of shook down. Uh, he recommended, and we'll get into how he recommended it in a little bit here. But he recommended the way we sort of made this connection is he made a recommendation. Uh, for me and and my wife to check out this cool faith forming um, video series that he and his wife uh, were watching called uh, Metanoia, which was a term that I had not heard for years until this guest reintroduced me to it. And it was just this flashback to this. It's an, and for those that aren't familiar with the term, it's this really cool uh, Greek word, uh, which means which, which translates literally to beyond thought, but it's, but it's commonly understood in faith circles as like a transformative change. Okay. It, it, especially like around like a spiritual kind of conversion and Jesus called for it when he was imploring people to repent, to believe, to be converted. And so this idea of metanoia, it's so cool. It sounds so smart, uh, but it's a, it's a very constant you know, this, this idea of this continual conversion. Okay. So you're always going through it. That's even if you don't know it, you, you, you know, it's always kind of working inside you. So anyway, that was just, that was like truly like, oh my gosh, metanoia. And the second reason that this made uh, an, an impression on me was that he was watching this video series with his wife, uh, which is something that, you know, even though this podcast here, you know, is about men of faith you know, as, as those of the, uh, that have listened to episodes, you know, you've heard a very consistent theme um, that, that, you know, great men of faith uh, are, are, are with great women of faith <laughs> and sometimes greater women of faith who, uh, who really uh, enrich our lives and who give our lives purpose and meaning. So anyway, I dug that about him from the very start. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation today with today's manna man, Mr. Phil Page. Hey, Phil. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for inviting me. This is oh, way outside my comfort zone. So, <laughs> but uh, thanks for having me. So, well, hey, we will uh, we'll make it as comfortable as possible. And I just uh, again, I just I, it's so cool how we kind of made this connection, um, and uh, really excited to kind of get to know you better. And, and one thing I did, I did try to do a little bit of 
little bit of digging, you know, try to do, you know, do my homework on, on our guests and <laughs> research. And so I saw that we also have another kind of kindred uh, connection beyond uh, metanoia uh, uh, with Big Ten, with the Big Ten uh, Athletic Conference and a Big Ten school. So you were you were a, a boilermaker. You went to Purdue, and um, I did, and you live out there in Indiana, Great Midwest. And uh, I did not go. I was not a Big Ten um, college guy, but uh, all of our all of our kids <laughs> and and Betsy um, were Gophers, and so we've got a little bit of a Big Ten connection as well. So that uh, uh, now, did you grow up kind of in the Indiana? Uh, ish area out there? Well, I, I actually started out in the Detroit area. And then when I was in high school, my family moved to the Indianapolis area, uh, mm-hmm. suburb of Indianapolis. And so that was how I got pulled into uh, Purdue State School. Awesome. So and am, I am a huge fan. So, yeah, well, so. It, it is a great school. We have a nephew out there now. And so we love, uh, we love, we love, and we have other relatives also in the Big Ten. So big, 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 big Ten. So if we run out of Jesus stuff to talk about today, <laughs> we can just revert. We'll, we'll just talk about, All right. about the Big Ten. But, um, but hey, one of the things that I didn't mention in your intro, uh, because I wanted to, to kick off our conversation today with it, uh, was another uh, little fun fact about how you and I kind of got connected on, on this level. And it was actually through Mano uh, and uh, how you were uh, surfing around uh, the, you know, the internet uh, and um, looking for podcasts, looking for content, looking for things that, you know, might kind of be in your sort of interest set around faith. And you found Mana. you just kind of stumbled upon it and you saw my name, and uh, because we worked together, uh, you had recognized just the name, uh, although there's uh, there's enough Jeff Petersons out there in the, in the world, but, uh, but uh, uh, it's seen the name. And then, and then you shot me an email. I was like, Hey, um, it's Phil. Uh, is this you, is this, are you, is this you Jeff Peterson? And I was like, Oh my gosh. And I was so flattered. And, and I bring all this up, not, not to affirm or be flattered by anything we're doing on mana. But the reason I bring it up is what I think is so cool about that. You know, when most people, nowadays, uh, have a spare moment, uh, to like get online and start surfing around. I mean, I don't know that they're, 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 they're concertedly looking for, um, (laughs) this kind of content, you know what I mean? Like things that will enrich their faith. And so, you know, they're on YouTube and Amazon and I don't know if cat videos are still a thing, but you know, I mean, there's plenty of other ways that people are (laughs) spinning their wheels online. And so I actually kind of wanted to start there. I mean, not about mana, but just, about you know, obviously you you've you've got a in in this in this this video series that that we know we talked about earlier. So you seem to be a very actively kind of cultivating guy when it comes to your faith life. So uh, talk a little about. Let's just kind of start there. Is that is that has that been kind of a thing for yeah. you for a while? Yeah. So, gosh, um, you know, it's uh, for probably the last 15 years or so, I've just kind of been on this spiritual journey and trying to learn more and more about my faith. I'm Catholic and uh, I'm 52. I've got six kids and they all went through Catholic schools up until eighth grade. And as they went through Catholic schools, my youngest is seven, my oldest is 25. So I've I think I'm going to have the record for the most years at our Catholic school. 
consecutive years yeah. in a row. Um, yeah. they, but, they got a, they got a couple of pews named after your yeah, family. For right. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. A plaque or something. I keep asking for it. I should get at least one year free tuition. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, as the kids would bring things home, you know, I'd be like, well, that's interesting. I didn't learn that in school. I went to public schools. I didn't learn that at CCD. And it kind of sent me on a little bit of a self-discovery journey because I honestly think my generation, I'm speaking analogy from my, my experience, have been totally poorly catechized. And there just wasn't training growing up other than going to normal CCD and I didn't go to Catholic school. So, so anyway, it kind of put me on a journey and I started reading different books about saints and just kind of discovering about our faith. Um, and there, there was kind of like a, a, a catalyst that started all this, uh, not just my kids in Catholic school, but um, my wife and I had gone to a, a Lenten actual discussion at church and she kind of dragged me along. I was like, okay, I'll come. And the, the priest was a really young priest and he, he did a talk on confession. And it was the first time I don't know if maybe I was just open to it at that juncture or not. Uh, and I just hadn't been before, but it was like the first time I really understood what confession was. And I, it's like, I was like, wow. And I'm mm. almost embarrassed to say it. I hadn't gone to confession. I, this is, I'm, I'm 26 or 27 at this point in time. I mm. hadn't gone to confession since my first confession. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of started me off and that guy just kind of got me fired up. Um, that was the catalyst to sending our kids to Catholic school and been on a journey ever since kind of just oh. immersing myself into listening to different podcasts, which led me to you. Oh, that's so cool. You know, that you mentioned confession, reconciliation, and just recently, um, you know, I, I, I was reading something and, and they were, you know, and this is also one of these like, oh my gosh, duh, I should have known this. But like confession is essentially, you know, because we only get baptized once, you know, you only need to be baptized once to be saved. But confession is a an opportunity for that to, to for the continuing sort of baptism, you know, to kind of experience that sort of cleansing and that rebirth every time. And which is such a cool way to think about reconciliation versus the way a lot of people grow up assuming that it's like, it's like a punitive thing. You know, it's like, it's like when you're in trouble, you go, but thinking about it as a way to experience the grace of baptism every time is really kind of cool. So, so is that how, when you and your wife were courting or when you were courting her, I mean, was, was faith a, a really strong part of her like um, kind of upbringing and like, did she kind of bring that a little bit more? It sounds like this experience, but was that always kind of her deal too? Well, you know, she, she didn't grow up going to Catholic school. She had a, a faithful family. Um, and we met in college at Purdue and, uh, you know, we went to church sporadically as a lot of college kids do while we were there. And after we got married, before we had kids, um, we went to church, not every Sunday. Um, but there, there was a juncture, I think right after we had our first child, that was like, yeah, we need to start taking this a little bit more serious. And I didn't really have a great relationship with my faith or with God at that point in time. I was just kind of going through the motions. Um, and uh, then, you know, that that discussion I went to kind of just led me on this this path. It was kind of like, 
you know, like a firecracker going off and sending me on a path. And, um, and then I, it was kind of funny. I was listening to one of your other, um, man, a guest, George, I think it was, he was talking about a book from a guy named Scott Hahn called Rome, sweet Rome, uh, Rome, sweet home. And my mother had given me a copy of that book. You know, this goes mm. back almost 25 years ago. And that was just, I mean, when he said that, I was like, that was one of my huge <laughs> moments when I read that. Because it was like explained so much about yeah. the faith in it. So that was kind that of was really pretty neat. cool. So That's so cool. You know, you talk about, about um, sending your kids to, to Catholic schools and Betsy and I had the same thing. Neither of us grew up, you know, going to school and, you know, within the faith, but, but, you know, we're very blessed to be able to send our four daughters um, to Catholic school. And yeah, there's this really cool, you know, living, seeing how they're growing up in the faith. It, it, it does, you can't help but to be drawn into it and almost, you know, at the very least remembering, uh, what you, sh- <laughs> what you were taught when you were younger and at, and, and at best case, you know, things that, that, that happened to you, but what was it like? And so you, so you didn't grow up with that, that kind of the, the education tradition in the church. What was, <clears throat> what was church like in the page household for you? You know, you said CCD. I mean, was it just kind of, kind of a standard kind of normal kind of upbringing or, with church and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, as a family, um, my parents, we went to church every Sunday. My parents were very involved in the church. Um, My dad was on the pastoral council and, um, you know, we went through all of the normal sacraments. And um, to me, it wasn't something that I felt super connected with, Um, but it was, it was always there. It's just, I never felt like looking back on it, I never felt like I really had a, a relationship with, with my faith until I got a little bit older and maybe that was more maturity and so forth, but it was great. I mean, we, we had great time. We made a lot of family friends. It's where community was built. Um, yeah. you know, a lot of our family social life was built from other families that we knew there. So it was a great experience. Um, I think, you know, my mom is probably the one who really, fostered the faith in our family. Not that my dad Mm. didn't, but she seemed to be the spiritual leader in our family. And I I think still is today. Um, Mm -hmm. They're, you know, they're, both of them are very faithful now. And I think as they've gotten older, I've gotten deeper into their faith, but so, um, so yeah, I mean, I never thought about leaving my faith, um, but I certainly was disconnected uh, as I got into college for sure. One of the things that we, it's so cool when, when guys come on the show and, and, and it's kind of by design, you know, we try to, <clears throat> we try to kind of uncover these, these, you know, sort of formative moments or formative people in our lives, even, in, even when we haven't known that they've been sort of conspicuously churchy or conspicuously, you know, like right. uh, catechized. Um, but so when you think of, you know, your childhood, because it, it was happening, you know, there, there were influences, even if you didn't know what to call it, who were some of the guys in your life? Who were some of the role models that when you look back now, you know, knowing what you know now, um, you know, you were being influenced. Are there any, are there any guys? I mean, you talked about your dad. Um, are there, were there any other men that kind of stuck out to you, coaches or teachers that you now in hindsight, you're like, gosh, you know what? that actually was, you know, that was probably a little bit of the Holy Spirit working there, you know, and, and now you can kind of see that. 
I would say um, in my in my younger formative years, my parents were always good friends with the priests and they would always have them over for dinner um, and even, you know, celebrate milestone events in their lives. So we were really close with um, one particular parish priest. His name was Father Curris. And I just remember not that he, it was just a, a good example to see someone. It's You see a priest lots of times and you kind of put them up on a pedestal, but you get to know them as a person, mm-hmm. which makes them look a little bit more vulnerable and um, more obtainable, not just like that person that's always up, you know, up on the altar or by the altar or what have you. So he would be one of them um, in my, in my younger years. I think as I got a little bit older and got a little bit more involved in the church um, on my own, away from my parents, um, after I got married, I had attended a, a retreat. I think it was back in 2000 with a, it was an all men's retreat. Uh, you've probably heard of them before. It's called Christ Renews It's Parish. I think it goes by a new, a new name now. Um, but, uh, you know, that was kind of like my first introduction of kind of having like a fraternity of brothers who yeah. you could kind of take down that fourth wall and, and talk about faith with, with guys um, where right now, like, you and I probably would never have had this conversation or had never made this connection, you know? <laughs> right. Um, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's when you get into the workplace, there's, there's like this un, unwritten rule that you're not allowed to discuss faith. And, and, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know why that's there. It seems like it's getting stronger than it is getting weaker. But I, I at that retreat that I went to back in 2000, I found a group of guys that uh, we're going through the retreat with me. And then the next year we put on the retreat for another group of guys. Mm, and cool. to this day, I still, you know, have a connection with them. And, um, so that group of guys is kind of the ones that help foster me on this path to where yeah. I am today. So, which is pretty cool. Yeah. It's so cool. And I, I, yes, you're, you're so right. And I, and I do feel like, which is a little bit, you know, we talked before the kind of show started about, you know, how, how this even, this whole mana thing even started. And it really was, I mean, just like a lot of grace filled things, just sort of dumb luck uh, at the time. But, but, but it was sort of based on this premise that, that guys are just, we are difficult um, to break down sometimes, you know, just like in, whether it's the stress of jobs or, or family or whatever, just being not, not the most communicative of the, uh, of the, of the species. <laughs> <laughs> but what I find in, and you're validating it with your own story and even being here, once you like have the courage or just you trip into, you know, breaking through that fourth wall, like you say, I have found that, that it's just, it's just things just gush out. You know what I mean? It's almost like this, like people are then exhaling, you know, and then so much more gets shared. Um, For sure. and, then, and yeah, and then you just, you just wonder, okay, how come this couldn't happen sooner? <laughs> you know? Um, so where are these guys that, that you started the retreat with? Are they kind of all, are, are you guys still sort of like geographically close, like neighborhood friends or have they all kind of dispersed since then? Um, they're, they're still around. I've got actually one of them lives, uh, coincidentally two doors down from me. So, which is kind of cool, but, um, what, what kind of has evolved from that is, you know, you go on, I I don't know if you've been on retreats like this before. Um, but you kind of go on a retreat, you, you get this like huge spiritual high when you leave there 
and you're like, I want this. I want to keep this, <laughs> right. this, this feeling going. So the nature of these retreats is that you try to stay connected with the people because you, you've built these connections. Um, and then sometimes it just kind of, you know, you get on the top of that mountain, you come down and it fizzles again, and then you got to find a way to climb back up. And so what, one of the natural things that happened is a lot of these guys are like, Hey, I want more. I want to be fed. I want opportunities for us to stay connected. Um, so I, I sat down this I don't know, probably about 10 years ago, I sat down with my pastor and I said, Hey, you know, I'd like to find some sort of formative group for men just to kind of have a way for us to stay connected, have some sort of spiritual component to it, maybe some educational component. And, um, so I did a little research and I kind of stumbled across this program called that man is you. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'm not trying to do a plug for it. It's a national program. It's not like something that Phil invented, but, um, (laughs) it's, it's in, it's in, I want to say, um, like 500 parishes around the country right now. And in a nutshell, it's a men's group that meets once a week. There's a little video that you watch and then you have like small faith sharing opportunities. Um, so I, I pitched it to my pastor. He said, of course, you know, how pastors are like, yeah, if you want to organize it, go for sure. it. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you, and I knew that going in. So I knew if I was going to bring it up, it was going to be me that had to lead the charge. So we're actually every Thursday morning at, well, pre COVID, I would show up at our, at our church at five 30 in the morning, set everything up, put the video in and then we'd be done by six thirty. Now we're doing it on zoom, at least temporarily. So every Thursday morning right now we, we get together this and it's expanded. There's more than just this group that we started with, but it's, it's been really refreshing because it's guys can learn from each other. And that's kind of why I asked you when you started this, this man, thing, was there a, was, did you have a mission behind it? Because I think it's just awesome. I think it's men need these opportunities and it just gets me so jazzed up. Kind of like you, every time I go to one of these meetings, I'm like 6.30 in the morning, do I really want to do this? But then at the end yeah. of it, I'm like, man, yeah. this, just, this is the, the highlight of my week because I just, totally. you just feel connected to a community yeah. of, of people who are on the same page. Well, which and is what is you're doing, a, which I think is awesome. Yeah, so. Wow. Oh, I, I, and I, I love this, this man is you. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, that man is, that man is you. That man is you. Look into that. Yeah. yeah. And, and what I love about that is it is such, I mean, that's, that's another example. That's like something that you just felt, you know, you had this little bit of an itch and, and then you, and then next thing you know, you are, you know, you're, you're the unsuspecting now minister, you know, of all these guys. And I think there is so much power in that. And, 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 and it, and it is this sort of ripple effect. And it's, it's like, I mean, it's, it's, it's how it all started over 2000 years ago, you know, 12 guys that Jesus got together and said, all right, here's the deal. <laughs> and then all these years later, you know, it's just, I think that it's just such power. I, I want to talk though about, and so that's just fantastic. I do, though, I'm so admire, um, and it's so cool to hear the story of, of, of you and your wife and, and how there was really the, kind of that, and that, and that you remember this kind of inflection point with confession and how that really kind of like sparked something that has stayed lit now for the last, you know, because you're an old man, Phil. I mean, come on, this is, you're, you're going on like 25 years now <laughs> of this. Um, and so I, I, I want to talk just a little bit about that, like how... How has that, and, and, and maybe it's in, in, in sort of like um, context with kind of your men's 
um, group, okay, this fraternity. Um, talk talk a little bit about just walking through you know this life, this faith life with your wife, you know, and how is that different than you know than 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 the sort of fraternal support and and the love. I mean, it's not like you guys just you know talk football yeah. on you know Wednesday mornings and then you know, but but because I think that is also such yeah. an enriching experience for men. And so talk, talk about maybe what that's like for you. So, um, my wife, Lori and I were, we, we've almost, well, it's been 29 years is uh, how long we've been married, um, this year. So, um, it's, it's been actually really cool that we've been able to kind of travel on this journey together. I think she's, I think she's, ahead of me on this journey in all honesty. <laughs> they all um, are. They're all ahead yeah, of us. <laughs> I mean I mean she she's she just has her finger on it more than I do, but it, it's it's kind of cool that we're going, you know, climbing this mountain together. Um and you know when you have kids as you know sometimes you get divided in so many different directions. And as I mentioned, I got sick. So we, you know, half the time we didn't see each other. We've always been involved in church together, but lots of times it's been, she's in one ministry, I'm in a different ministry. And we've been talking for years. We've been saying, Hey, we got to find something that we can do together um, instead of separate. And, um, and so we've been doing a couple things, uh, especially during COVID, since we've been around together so much. Um, yeah. One of them was this Metanoia series that you alluded to before. Um, and it's just opened up a whole nother level of intimacy from a, a growth standpoint and conversation about where we are in our faith. And we've always had a goal, and you've probably heard this before, but you know, our goal is to get each other to heaven, right? So yeah. oh, I want to I get myself that. to heaven. I want to help yeah. her get me to heaven. She wants, you know, um, to help me get to heaven. And then obviously to help get our kids to heaven. Um, that's on the, on the table too. But so, I mean, that's always been kind of like the focus in my, the back of my mind is, am I working toward that goal? Um, so especially lately, it's been, that's one of the, the 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 great things about this pandemic is it's just been giving us some more time to have that silence um and to build that relationship between us and that relationship with God so yeah. um oh what a blessing it's just great oh great well hey um we are um Speaking of blessings, we are at the fun segment now of the show. Uh, so this is kind of the, uh, well, hopefully it's, it's, it's one of those, well, it's been, we've been calling it the fun segment so long that even if it's not fun, we've just sort of like grooved <laughs> into it now. So, uh, this is a, so I, yeah, same three questions, uh, that now Phil is going to answer as every other guest. Uh, has answered uh, on Mana, and he's had these questions in advance. He's listened to past episodes, so he's got plenty of source material here and time to dazzle us with his answers. So the first question uh, in the fun segment is, as you know, if Jesus knocked on your door uh, tomorrow and just wanted to hang out for the day, uh, just just chill with Phil, uh, what are you going to do with Jesus? <laughs> Well, first, I, I think um, it's an excellent question. First, I'd be skeptical if it's really Jesus, right? Because <laughs> I'm just like, you know, okay, how do I know? You got to prove it. No, I'm just joking. But um, <laughs> I think the, the first thing I, I, I'd probably do, um, 
and this this probably sounds so cliche is I would probably ask to sit down and do reconciliation with him, even though I already know he's you know forgiven my sins. I I think I'd just like to sit with him in person and just let it all out, you know, yeah, and then yeah. him have him say, "Dude, you're good. You're good with me." Okay, then we'll get the business part out of the way there, yeah, exactly. um, right? And then, then oh, I think it'd man. be. I mean, I'd go get my wife number one, and um, you know, we'd probably sit down and have a, a couple hour powwow, and you know, yeah. ask a lot of questions. And then I think I'd I'd probably have a big old cookout and invite all my brothers over. You know, my my physical brothers and my spiritual brothers, the the guys in my, my, my fraternity and say, Hey, you know, bring your family over, you know, the big guys here, let's, right. let's, let's celebrate, you know? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know if that'd be the second coming or not, but that'd be pretty cool. Right. <laughs> if you came to my house yeah. for the second coming. Exactly. So, right. <laughs> yeah. That'd be pretty cool. So uh, that is so cool. I love that. Yeah. I mean, and there have been, you know, for as many times as we've asked that question, you know, a lot of times, you know, it's, it's a very, um, you know, the answers are very, um, it's kind of introspective and, and quiet time and kind of one-on-one, which would be so, you know, amazing. And, um, but I, and I can't remember the first guest who, who said, uh, something to the effect of like, I'm inviting everybody over. <laughs> it's like, Hey, look, look who came over to my house. So that's great. I love that. Love that. All right. Fun question. Number two, if you could go to church with any other guy, uh, living or dead, and whether you knew him or not, um, doesn't matter. Just um, who would that who would that one guy be that you would go to church with? Yeah, you know, I thought about this one for a while. Um, I can't believe how much thought I've actually put into this. I mean, I shouldn't have <laughs> put that much thought into it, but but um, I, I would say uh, Saint Joseph. Oh. You know, Saint Joseph is is the. the the guy who said nothing in the Bible, he's, yeah. uh, he's, you know, the, the, the patron saint of, of, um, of so many things. Um, I like to think of him as, uh, my favorite is he's the terror of demons, which is a whole nother story. But, um, oh. I, I think it'd be really, <laughs> really cool just to hear his perspective on everything because he didn't say anything in the Bible and he's like the silent example of everything. Um, and I, I, I'd like to sit and talk with him after going to church, uh, just to get his perspective on how the whole thing went down for him. But mm-hmm. he's the guy, um, yeah. I think right now he's, I, I, I really love the saints that we have. It's such a rich part of our faith. And he's, he's kind of a, a guy that we just need to get to know better. You know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think if you're a, if you're a husband um, and, and a dad, uh, you've got a connection to, to St. Joseph, whether you know it or not. Uh, that's just, that is, I, I think that's really, that's really profound. So that's cool. I love that. Um, all right. And then the last question, um, and I didn't even ask, so you said you have six kids. Are they mixed boys and girls? What's the, what's the distribution uh, by, uh, yeah. by gender? Yeah, I've got, um, yeah, three boys, three girls. Okay. So Split right down the middle. Two are out of the house and yeah, you're at home. There you go. Well, the reason I ask is so this last question then, uh, and you can draw on perhaps 
advice that you have actually given to any of your sons. But the last question uh, in our fun segment is, uh, is if you did have uh, one piece of advice uh, or if you've given the one piece of advice to, um, to younger men about just, you know, living, you know, comfortable, confident, um, lives of faith, you know, just as we talked earlier, it's about, you know, so many of us think, think, literally thank God are walking around with these feelings and we're just not necessarily always all that confident in sharing them. Um, but if you could give it a piece of advice to somebody younger than us, you know, get to them upstream <laughs> so they can live a, a more confident life for longer than we've been able to, what would that one piece of advice be? Yeah. Uh, you know, as I, as I look back, um, over my younger years and even now, I mean, uh, um, I think it's just about building that relationship with, with God and taking the time to get to know him and to, to listen. Um, you know, we get so sucked into our days and our devices and, and sometimes we just don't take that time to build a relationship and to talk and to pray. Um, and I think, I think people need to do that more in general. Um, mm -hmm. and someone said to me once that, you know, if you're going to be a friend with someone, you got to talk with them, you got to build that rapport. And if I don't want to be that guy and I don't want my kids to be in that place when they do have that judgment day and, you know, Jesus comes up to them and says, I did not know you because you didn't take the time to yeah. talk to me. And I mean, we all have our ups and downs with that, but I, I think that's probably the biggest thing is really build that relationship and prayer and, and mm -hmm. find that time to listen. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so, that's so great. I heard a great little <clears throat> piece of advice years ago from a priest who said, you know, if, or not a piece of advice, but it was an observation that said, you know, if God only knew um, uh, the details about you from what you actually shared in prayer. Okay. So not just like the, obviously God knows everything, but if you really only knew uh, what you told him in prayer, how, how well would he know you? And you think about that and you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> he wouldn't know me at all. <laughs> um, and so I love what you're saying there about just, it's I'm just as simple that. as, yeah, well, I stole it from somebody. Um, but, it, but I think you're so right. Though. It is <laughs> that simple. It's that simple about treating God, like building a relationship, treating God like a friend, you know, and if, and if you didn't share it, if you don't share stuff, then, you know, maybe he doesn't know. And like you said, it'd be horrible to be up there at the pearly gates and him going, um, you are. <laughs> so, well, Phil Page, thank you so much for being here. So for those, um, just as a reminder, cause we are going to totally plug this. So that man is you. So for those out there that are looking for um, some good uh, programming to kind of look into it, I'm going to, I'm going to dig into, into it tonight and uh, just really want to thank you again, Phil, for making the connection. And, uh, and even though this is a, a, a one of my newer friendships, uh, it is, it is going to be a long friendship and I just really, really appreciate you being on, on today. Hey, Jeff. Thank you, man. Thank you for listening to MANA. If you have any questions or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com.